0: This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons, patrons such as Big Lee Teets and Joanne Rittenauer. Uh If you want to support us like they did, you can go to pitchdrop.cash and give us as little as a dollar a month. Thank you for your support. You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, the JRPG Games Club podcast that knows fetch quests are the language of love. I did the eyebrows while I said that. This is Season 7, <laughs> Episode 3, covering the second Miltian downtime in Xenosaga Episode 2 for the PS2. Second is in second Milsha. not that you missed one. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and my pronouns are he, him, and with me today is... Sybil Arnett,
1: she, her...
0: Ryan Beatty, they, them, pronouns. Mad Marcus, he, him. What happened last time, Sybil?
1: When we left off, Xion had been given the ability to wander around the streets of Second Milsha with some freedom. In the central area, we learned about the save point that we were all going to use most likely. But also, we are introduced to the UMN plates, which are green save points should you be the kind of person who goes, oh, yeah, I'll take a look at that. Maybe I missed something. You're going to find out that the game will now sometimes send you back into robot-scale areas as a human to make you explore on ground and walk really slowly. I was very upset to find this out. <laughs> oh, no. It will do this um up until end game. Get ready to walk around one of the final dungeons
0: on foot Just to get a couple of
1: endgame accessories.
0: It took 15 minutes to get to the end with turbo mode on, because it turns out that the robot does not
2: just move slow. The robot moves at the correct speed and scale, and your people Uh are very small. Yeah, I'm going to try to turn my turbo mode up to, like, 400% for this instead of 200. We'll see if my computer can catch up. Mm
1: -hmm. If you revisit the Milchen Conflict as Shionn, You can A, grind on the weakest enemies in the game, if you like, and B, go get the biosphere that was beside
0: the fence. Yeah, I was so upset when it was a fucking biosphere. Eat my asshole. I have like six of those. (laughs) I picked up at
1: least three over the course of this recording. Now, at this point, progressing the plot is as quick as going to a cafe in the back of the Central District, but this is the first point in the game where we are not on a linear A to B path, and there are a bunch of new NPCs and returning pals here. So it's NPC chatter time. Oh,
0: oh my favorite is the couple about how weird Carlos is. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. The best part is, is I talked to her that saw the cafe name, went in the cafe, came back out, and she was there. She's like, I dumped him. He was so weird. I'm like, it's been five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you're really that weird, it only takes five minutes. He man. told me he
3: was a podcaster. Mm-hmm.
1: I have mm-hmm. definitely been dumped on a date in under five minutes. Oh. Did you tell them you were a podcaster? I wasn't even a podcaster
2: yet. Oh, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Did you tell them you were a pre-podcaster? I told them I was almost a priest. Oh. Oh. Well,
1: <laughs> Look, good on them. hmm Reasonable in hindsight. So, <laughs> let's talk about The Other Professor who stores a forbidden device, of which there are multiple in the game, a proto-UMN tech that, oh no, I'm being bodied, here comes
2: Ryan. (laughs) So, uh, this is incredible because it's also called The Machine Below. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, and so essentially, uh, it was like when they first kind of discovered the UMN, uh, being, you know, this like vast network of matter that could help them transport things instantly across the galaxy they started experimenting on on living subjects and like 98% of them died horribly when they were trying to transport living uh, subjects through the UMN. Uh somewhere in there, private corporations got a hold of leaked information directly from Vector, so they started doing their own horrible experiments with even fewer regulations, and the government was like, "Stop killing all of those people" and issued like a huge uh galaxy-wide ban on using any of this uh, like trying any of these transport experiments, but Vector under the table was still like, "Ah, no, we're going to keep experimenting and continue to just Murder people with the UMN transport experiments, and so this <laughs> is like this is like uh, a, a a primitive way to try to transport uh, living subjects through the UMN. This is how Jimmy Hoffa died. I require a
0: clarification. Because of
2: Xenosaga,
0: is it discovered as in invented or discovered as in found? Both. Oh boy. Both. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excited.
1: So yeah short version, you're going to find keys to these devices. They come in colors and they will match different things that, for the most part, take you to hidden bosses and optional dungeons. I think one of them might be involved in the plot later. I don't remember if it's optional or not. Okay. The worst is that one of them is nestled within another one of them. Oh, fun.
2: That's not a joke. <laughs> um, Right next to the other professor is uh, a convalescent home for artists. So there is an old ballet dancer who uh, is, you know, like, reminiscing and wants to relive being a ballet dancer before she dies, but, like, you know, her... Legs aren't very good. But also, there is a girl upstairs, and she says, What? The girl upstairs? Please leave her alone. She has very deep emotional scars, which is incredible to me. But turns out, she does have deep emotional scars because uh, she was an incredible singer that happened to be on Milsha. And so she got out 14 years ago, but she also uh, has PTSD that made her lose her voice. But this ballet dancer feels bad for her, and so there's, you know, just... This home for convalescing artists. I appreciated that.
1: Also, speaking of mutes, Ludi, the mute girl from last game we gave a plant to, now talks and runs a greenery. We'll be side questing for her later. Can't believe this motherfucker's
0: name is Ludi. <laughs> That's my She's favorite great. Basement Jack's album. Oh, one, ha, one of my okay. favorite NGU idol items. <laughs> Ludie, like
2: face. Yes. I got that seven deep before I stopped. I hate when someone who's really into K-pop makes a viral tweet, and then their next tweet below it just says, Stan Looty. <laughs> Look, you gotta laugh. I don't know what you want from me.
0: Very <laughs> awesome. no, that's enough. Very expectant pause. Uh, I like, um, what's her name? Oh, her name is slightly down in our documents. Uh, Angela Swain is the deceased segment file. Angelina. Uh, Oh, whatever. Angelina Swade, the sister of the deceased file junkie Sergeant Swain from Zeno Saga 1, the guy who is obsessed with the stupid doors, uh-huh. sent a message to his sister who is now obsessed with these stupid doors. Just a family of dipshits who's really into doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, also, not even into doors, they're into knowing that they exist and like other people finding them.
2: Right. Also, though, um, they it's hilarious because in this world, they do a better job of remembering the tragedy of the Woglinde through Angelina than they do about the tragedy of the fact that, like, thousands of Federation ships were just wiped out, like, a few hours ago above the <laughs> Kukai Foundation. They have the correct amount of respect for the troops. <laughs> <laughs> um uh back at the clinic real quick first of all the clinic is called Institute for Genetic Studies and the nice doctor of your neighborhood is, is what the uh, <laughs> is what the sign above the clinic says real sus
0: powerful well, sus yeah yeah
2: but then also fucking also this goddamn game uh puts the explanation of how to do ether combos in a conversation with a random child inside the hospital who doesn't matter otherwise and so they explain uh, maybe a crucial battle mechanic where there are not only ether combos that are where it's like the same spell uh where you know both characters who have a move cast the same spell and it's more powerful but also there are unique synergy ones and they just hide this shit i was so mad
0: he also gets really sad if you tell him he knows, because he felt like he had a secret. Very funny.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, a lot of the no
3: responses to the NPCs are super sassy, and <laughs> some of the characters are just like,
0: well, you're an asshole.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really weird to me, and it does a lot for world building, that something like dig- the digital billboard marketing place is just a place you can go and talk to a bunch of NPCs about their upcoming ad campaigns. love that shit Mm -hmm. the whole building very fun oh yeah there's a lot of stuff to blow up in the back too yeah and there's just a bunch of ads to look at i like looking at in-game fake ads it's like when you go to the resident evil gas station that's like valhalla for me Mm -hmm. although like
3: the majority of them are uh women in bikinis for like and not an idol contest but like a beauty pageant right yeah yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) And you can just fucking ruin the aesthetic of Sector 2 in a side quest by <laughs> plastering them I all I was going to ask city. if you guys did that.
0: Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I'm
3: gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, I've done every single side quest we could in this stretch. Yeah.
2: I've done all of them. So. Some of them are actually kind of cool and fun. Uh, some of them are extremely
0: not. You should have been able to put up the billboard from Cathedral Ship. <laughs> <laughs> Fish. Why? But like, yeah, fuck that book sliding puzzles. Like those get
2: really hard. Yes. Yeah. Um, the ones after the first one only give you additional skill up pills, which are useful. But uh, you you get the unique double attack and the completion Mm -hmm. just from the three by three. So unless you want more skill up pills, you don't have to do the other ones. Oh,
3: I I did the six by six.
2: Well, I said fuck off. I,
3: I went up through level four. (laughs) it took me like four tries because three of them i ran out of time right at the end when i only had to like rearrange like a couple of them it was so infuriating
1: the trick is to pause it and then start planning out your moves because you can see the board but the clock is frozen
3: oh yeah no i tried doing that but then like my brain just doesn't think further than three moves ahead or two moves ahead and i just kind of lose track of everything unless i write it down all right zachny (laughs) i know right (laughs) Let's get into playing. Let's
0: play chess later.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to wrench us back to the notes with Agent Bunny deputizing us as good Samaritan campaign agents and giving us the side quest log.
0: I just said no. She was upset that I walked away forever. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> um, You get so many really crucial double mm. attack mm. and quest items. Id- not quest Secret items, keys. but... Yeah, you you get secret keys and shit. Like, this is... I don't want to... I know, I know. Um, I'll just complain about it later when it's hard. This pissed the shit out of me, though, because you get deputized now. You can start the GS side quest log now. However, the first one doesn't actually trigger until the cutscene at the Moby Dick that we're about to talk about. And Mm -hmm. so I went... All over talking to people and then re talking to people. And you hear all this shit where uh, one NPC says, I need this thing. And then another NPC says, I have this thing. But you can't actually make them (laughs) do the switch. Uh-huh. and the and i didn't know that the game was going to give me a big like mission start thing when it actually started so i was like looking through the log and i thought that i was doing something wrong and i was like how the fuck do you trigger these and it so then i had to look the notes up and i was so mad it was must have been like an hour that i wasted talking mm-hmm. to people at the UMN talking to people inside the uh inside the um uh vector research division uh
3: Oh yeah! Like when you start this section, there are probably what, like fifty NPCs across like
0: all the different locations you can go to now. Easily, like there's a
3: ton of them.
0: There's so many. I love talking to
2: all of them. I talk to everyone here. I love them. Yeah, I mean, they, there's a lot of really good little world building bits and personality in in these NPCs. I will say that.
1: Reminder: If you like this, play the Trail series. It's better version of this, but I'm not. Oh yeah, getting... absolutely. No, but
0: I want to do it for hundred hours. We'll just make a podcast about it. It'd be fine.
4: Mm-hmm. We can do the Skies <laughs>
0: trilogy as our next one. It's another trilogy. No, you have to pass a vote on that, buddy, and I'm not going to vote for that. <laughs> that would be a three-year season. Oh, yeah. No, that would be forever. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of other games we want to do before we do something like this again. Unlike all of the other three-year seasons we did instead.
2: Oh, yeah. Well,
0: there. Says <laughs> <laughs> the people who are running a Final Fantasy 14. Podcast. Hey, but fuck you, in a year I finished a base game, in six months almost, I'm so fast uh, We only spent two months on 13? Interesting Well, we were. I think we were also recording more frequently Oh, we were recording weekly and then we're way ahead
3: Yeah, we were way ahead and
0: then we re- released over like Then we started five, doing five months. other shows
3: mm.
1: Yeah,
0: and then other shows happened mm. Anyway Tell me about the Moby Dick Cafe. Do we? Well,
2: do we have any other NPCs we want to talk about? They might come up organically later. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, not right now. Oh, I do want to say though that, uh, even though I complained about Second Milcha feeling like Mall of America in the future, the reflective surfaces look really good for PS2. Tech, yeah, they do. I gotta say, very technically impressive for what
0: the game is. Yeah. So, now we're done talking about NPCs and stuff, uh, let's get on with the plot. So we head to the Moby Dick Cafe, and the owner recognizes Shion. She was an employee as a youth, and although she's moved and become a science lord, she's still a favored customer. And then she immediately gets mad at him when he says, Have you seen your brother yet? He also comes here because he also lived here. And then <laughs> Junior and Chaos walk in and begin comparing the place to Moby Dick. Which is makes sense, because that's where they are. Um, Junior is not very intelligent. <laughs> Fucking incredible! The, this episode has a lot of comedy scenes that I like a lot. Oh, but the comedy
3: music's so bad.
0: The comedy music <laughs> is bad, and the voice acting is bad. But I have to—you have to look. I have to choose to want to like it, and right now I still want to like it. Until does not like it, I will choose to like it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. When we get past Shion being the worst sibling in the world,
2: which is what okay. most of this episode hinges on. See, I'm yeah, team Shion the, the whole time. I'm team Shion. We wow. might have to fight about this. Okay.
0: <laughs> Ooh, this will be fun. Don't pretend we'll just mildly disagree for more than five seconds. Uh, we, <laughs> well, hey, I gotta hype wow. it a little bit. <laughs> we then cut. <laughs> we gotta get people to finish our fine. episodes. I don't care. They already downloaded it. Fuck them. <laughs> We cut back to uh, where Helmer is in the government building, and Mary Shelley and Guinan roll in, and Kanan is already here. The galaxy is having some uh, Weimar Republic-style issues. They just say there's a peace treaty they don't say with who. A poorly considered peace treaty after the Milshan conflict has led to tensions building with an unknown party, and they're beginning to reach armed rebellion status on a few worlds.
2: Yeah, and... Sybil kind of mentions, uh, they don't actually say who the peace treaty was with at all. And honestly, there is a lot of initial confusion between Utic and the immigrant fleet for a lot of reasons. The game doesn't make it explicit if they're connected or not. Like, they make it implicit with a lot of the imagery and the things that they say. But anyway, that, yeah, that's I think it's the
0: generalized one that led to... um... Second Milsha becoming an independent power when it previously was not. Uh huh. Well, right, and they touch on that
2: because it's like sorry after our the Corpos
0: ruined your entire planet,
2: right? Well, and then after the destruction of First Milsha, like Second Milsha is a very new city, which might be part of why it feels so manufactured and so much like a future parking lot is because they basically just like gave the charter over to a new city on a new planet and it became a metropolis overnight. Yeah, it's a Bellevue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The new Mary and Shelley models look even worse <laughs> than some of the new main character but, models. But uh Mary is extremely good now. Yeah. That is yeah, I do I do like that they mention that one once this is all over, I really want to be a stand-up. And comedian. she's like, I
0: wanna get <laughs> Shelly to what? do it. Imagine Shelly doing stand-up comedy. So fucking yeah. funny to me to think about.
3: <laughs> that's that's very much the uh you know, well, what would it be like? The straight man and the... Manzai? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it would definitely work in that context, but it'd be also probably okay. very terrible.
1: Except Shelly would be the crow from that stand-up meme about boo, get better jokes when all she talks okay. about her petticoats <laughs> yeah. and death. Yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> My favorite variation of that meme is it's just a joke about Foucault and all of his cards say so X is like a prison. <laughs>
2: Mm. So at this point, Momo is led in. She refers to Kanan as the enhanced memory model, and he refers to her as looking more like her, who is Sakura Mizrahi, than the mass production models do. And then uh, everyone splits off uh, for Momo's analysis, which they're going to try to dive in for the Y data, and everyone, set, everyone calls it the, uh, one, the analysis of the 100 series, which, whatever. So yeah, this, this is where everyone kind of splits off to do their own thing, and we're going to congregate again for the Encephalon dive.
1: Guinan walks out of this meeting, uses his psychic powers, and calls albedo. I do love the line, Ah, you sound as healthy as ever. Unfortunate. (laughs) And then Albedo begins quoting Paul McCartney by name and with direct reference. a lot. I was so mad. I was so mad. And Guinan does what I would do if my sibling tried to do that in a psychic bond and tries to blow up his head, but fails (laughs) only taking the arm. Which Albedo is
0: extremely
1: into. Yes. To be fair, if I had albedo-like regenerative properties, I would also probably try to get my siblings goat more often because I could just come back from this. I would do that as a prank.
2: Yes. So, you know how uh, Takahashi has mentioned before that his goal in making Gears was that he wanted to make a video game full of giant robots and pop culture references? Yes. Yes. the pop culture references were mostly missing from Xenosaga Episode One, and they are in full fucking force in Xenosaga Episode Two, and it makes no sense because it has been so many thousands of years since they've since Earth and Lost Jerusalem. Why would they still know about Paul McCartney? <laughs> yeah, his solo work. Also,
0: come on, dude. I. Y- No one thinks that's cool. Yes, I also watch TV. No one thought that you didn't. (laughs) Oh, it's going to get even better. There's a
1: more insane reference to Earth Culture later in this, and I will point it out to see if anyone
0: else spotted it. Okay. I'm gonna pretend you're talking about the redacted scene in Xenosaga episode three. So Mm. No Uh,
2: but the necessary reference here. Guinan here gets called the executioner uh which uh, you know it's like the 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 four special uh or the three as we know of special URTVs each have their own specialized role and then there are a whole bunch of other kind of identical ones uh and i don't know if
0: we've
2: heard we haven't called
0: okay we discussed it in the last episode
1: hmm and don't worry about spoiling the fourth. I make mention of her in the notes, even if she doesn't show up here, because in the DS port, she will
0: have mm, by now. What's her name? Okay. Who is it?
1: Citrine. I mm. don't know who that is. Yeah, they don't introduce her very well outside of a single flashback in this game, and they tried to integrate her better. Okay. Like, all those flashbacks where every URTV is in a conflict, and she just doesn't show up for this game, yeah,
3: they they remedy that. Yeah, because I saw that name a few times during the stretch, and I was like, who is that? Meanwhile, we
1: cut back to Rubido, who is pigging the hell out in a restaurant. Uh, Chaos helpfully calls out, oh, so this is where you stole your curry recipe from, Shion. <laughs> and before we could do anything interesting with that, the clown penis music starts playing. <laughs>
0: Yay!
1: It turns out Jin Uzuki is coming to the restaurant. But when the boss says Shion was here, she's... Not at the table. Oh, the audience laugh track goes nuts. And she's hiding behind a pillar and trying to signal she's hiding, where Junior proceeds to go, are you drumming? What is that? Is this a seizure? And she snaps at him, drawing Jin's attention over so he can see her
0: flailing like an idiot on the floor. I know this isn't a parody of the form, but to me it reads like a parody of the form, and that's what I think is so funny about
2: it. I was... just so fucking bad. Also, also, uh okay. So I have a little confession to make uh and that I should have spoken up earlier. Uh sometimes when uh all the joking about uh Jin being a weeb uh was happening, I was just like a little bit uncomfortable, but it's because I hadn't met Jin yet in this game and i just need to emphasize to the audience who might not be playing how fucking goofy and jarring it is to have a main character chilling in a full kimono when everyone else is in future clothes it's like a civil war reenactor wearing his full kit to his day job yeah. and he like fell out of the shadow run universe into Xeno saga yeah it's it is <laughs> Fucking
0: ridiculous. And then you get to his house and they just have uh-huh. they're like, oh, it's so weird that you have a house made out of wood. It looks exactly like a Japanese <laughs> Japanese like classical era house. Weird, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh he's, which, he's, he's, he's a full
2: sicko. Yeah, which <laughs> are at minimum 13 and a half thousand years ago, right? Is when those things might have been around. It just makes no goddamn sense. Makes no makes no sense.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But hey, the audience knows what it's about. Oh. And, oh, oh,
0: it's so good. It's even more specific than just being a weeb because he's like a historical weeb at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, which uh, one of y'all uh, blew up all the bonsai trees? Uh, raise your hands. Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait, where are they? <laughs> they're there is the back house. of the house. Yeah, and oh, there's no. a there's a
3: biosphere back there.
0: I didn't go back there. <clears throat>
3: As someone who just Got a bonsai tree. It's just hilarious, just blowing them all up. Like decades of work to get those into that shape. Who would have thought that Matt would be the person to get a bonsai tree? Back in uh normal reality, Jinn and Chaos pretend that they didn't go on a covert op together 14 years ago. This is they reintroduced themselves. And of course, like I thought, like, wait, are they pretending like they don't know each other, or did the game just forget? <laughs> but uh no, they're trying to try to keep things subtle. And uh Jin then proceeds to dunk on his baby sister with the uh, you know you should have called and a whole lot of other very reasonable lines that would come from a sibling or parent. And she tries uh lying to his face but does so so poorly that she uh, leaps under the table to kick Junior in the shins uh, when he calls her out on
0: it. It's so funny to me, because the animation is clearly because my model's legs aren't long enough, which is (laughs) hilarious considering how tall they are now, but it looks (laughs) so They made the table too big.
3: It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, they made the table too big, so... (laughs) Oops.
0: Yeah, they're video game-scale furniture, not normal people-scale furniture. Mm -hmm. Wait
1: until you get robot-scale furniture and be in hell. Oh, Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's amazing how much Junior in this stretch has, like, zero social awareness. Like, (laughs) absolutely none.
0: Oh, you mean the rich guy who just has a million subservient robots to serve his every whim might not have, like, a well-developed social graces? The guy who dives around in a duster shooting dual pistols down a busy highway? Yeah, that one. Okay.
1: But remember... Remember last game he was psychic and also called out multiple members of the party on hey what's your bullshit old man or other things. Yeah. So this is wildly out of character
2: for him until we get to Jin's house. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the best.
2: Yes. Oh, they're all laughing also about comparing Cosmos to a classic gun, which is fucking weird because they like they've hung out with her. <laughs> robot women, Mm. am I right? No,
0: you're not! (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, But yeah, Shion was saying that she's been too busy dealing with Cosmos and the whole thing, and then Alan calls in on, like, speaker, and says, hey, so Cosmos' maintenance (laughs) is uh, gonna take a few days, Uh, I guess we could just hang out for a while, (laughs) and she just snaps at him and hangs up. Mm. I'm busy, Alan! Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, Jin reasonably says, "Hey, so that means you have time to come home and see our parents' graves, like I asked last time." And then she gets really mad.
2: That's just a thing for you to feel better about. You fuck off, dude. Exactly, and and as a person. With an older sibling who I have sometimes had a very fraught relationship with, especially as it concerns our parents, I totally get trying to say and do absolutely anything to get out of hanging out with my older sibling for even a second. Uh, We're better now, but I was 100% Team Xi'an. Like, yeah, absolutely. Be pissed off. Be unreasonable. That is your fucking right. I am the oldest sibling of many, and it turns out
1: I relate to Jin as the one person who was not a fuck-up the whole time.
2: (laughs) Doubt emoji. Uh, Younger siblings do be fucking up. Younger siblings do be fucking up. But, you know, that's why people love us.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so weird that I am the responsible one. Yeah, (laughs) so am I. Think about that.
3: (laughs) That does say a lot, doesn't it? But uh, Jin, like... Jihan blames Jin for part of why their parents died, right? Like, isn't that part of the conflict? Yes, that comes up at the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean... And he knows this, so it kind of feels like really... He should know that's rubbing salt in the wound, right? He's just being a bully.
2: Yeah, this... Well, and this also comes up later, but um he refuses to see her as an adult, uh even though she, yeah. I, yes, she's ditzy, but she's a super genius head of ve- of division of vector. But she also does the exact
1: same thing in return to how dare you be changing jobs?
0: Okay, that's fair. Well, <laughs> that's fair. to be fair to her, he did convert their parents' house. Uh-huh.
1: The one that she does not want to visit, so it's not like she has. Also, much say. her
0: house, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But like, also, like going from becoming a doctor to becoming a used book salesman is is a pretty
2: big swing. <laughs> uh, Sybil uh, pointed the, points us out in the notes later, but. Yeah. Um, Th- those those books are extremely oh, valuable. They have,
3: they have to be extremely expensive, yeah, because they're on real paper and shit. Yeah, if Junior yeah. were to actually
1: purchase the stuff he picked up, Jin would probably be set for life. Whatever, mm-hmm. Helmer's going to pay
2: mm-hmm. for it. It's fine. Also true. <laughs> so. Junior and Chaos uh, are trying to like extricate themselves from the situation, but Xion drags them back in, uh, and then at this point we are free to move around the city again uh, and learn some things such as there are rumors going around that Kukai Foundation is secretly just a crypto arm of the government. And also you can find out that Vector, even though they have a cooperation agreement with the Milton government, is still absolutely gouging them for everything, turning profit wherever they can. Also, you hear about this chef at in the back of the restaurant and you can just wreck his kitchen if you want. Oh yeah. A Fantastic.
0: And then he still like, you can come in the back. I like yeah. you.
2: <laughs> Everyone like, at this soup. job
0: loves Xi'an. <laughs>
1: it's true.
0: Mm-hmm. At this point, every district is now open to us, and we can take a shuttle to the Durandal if we wanted to revisit more characters from Xenosaga 1, and I did not bother. Uh, But we are off the rails now. No matter how bad it is, you should do the Good Samaritan number one quest with the uh, love letter moron at the back of the central district, who you have to talk to with Mm -hmm. a woman as head of party, otherwise he will not engage with you. Um, It's a bullshit delivery quest where you have to run around all over the place, but it gives you the secret key one, which gives you Psycho Pocket, so you don't go 70% of the game without a steal command. And doing this is the key to open up a lot of other side quests, wherein if you haven't finished it, they don't flag, and you can't do those either because Good Samaritan is bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And they're not
3: like exactly sequential. There's very specific ones that are like blocks for other ones and this is the biggest one unfortunately (laughs) yeah to Mm -hmm. put this
1: into perspective there are 36 in the game and here are the ones we can do this segment let me let me see where this breaks down for you two three five seven eight nine eleven nineteen and twenty
3: five that's right yep video games are bad Mm mm-hmm
4: Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, and yeah. what's infuriating too is that they're not even organized by when they unlock. No. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, the majority of them unlock on a new game plus. No, it's these are all new game. Oh no, they're not. Be- yes, well, they oh, sorry. No, the, 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 that list. Yes. But like in the good Samaritan like chain, the majority of them or like a good, like third of them are like, Oh, you need to have clear data. From, from the first run
1: Post game not new game plus I don't think this game has a new game plus
3: Okay you're right it's probably uh, clear. Yeah it says clear file in my guide And I just looked at that and be like oh come on Why would you do that This game
1: has psychotic levels of post game content I'm, a, I'm gonna do it I'm a sicko
0: Oh, uh-huh. Let's uh, see if that holds It will
1: hold until yeah. I
0: am marginally inconvenienced In a way that isn't just grinding And then it won't happen mm-hmm. Then you're done Hooray Mm-hmm. Like, but, but by the
3: way, way. Can, we, can we talk about the fact That this girl just wa- Writes a love letter to like This vagabond I saw <laughs> like, a hobo Once
1: and I know he got on a starship
3: Can you deliver this for me <laughs> <laughs> And, and it, it's only going to be true love If he returns and then he does And mm. they're happy I guess
1: mm-hmm. I like to think He's the one who teaches you how to steal
3: That would be, that would make a lot of sense, honestly. Wow. Wow!
0: (laughs) What, like she would teach you? Not touching this shit. Matt Marcus, quote, homeless people love to be stealing (laughs) shit. Oh, come on, it's a gag.
1: Mm, mm -hmm. He has to target you because it's uh, misogyny
2: if he targets me. Look, I'm fine with that. (laughs) <laughs> Chris Taylor quote: "I'm fine with misogyny." Yeah, that's right. Fucking
0: oh, I got it.
1: I got him on <laughs> one last week on Monster. That'll be fun to release. Oh, good. Eventually, you will have to go to the Uzuki residence in the northwest of Second Milsha. Junior will cream himself because a the house is made of real wood. If you've seen the Blade <laughs> Runner movies, you might understand that, and b It is a physical bookstore. It is so retro, even his hipster heart warms three sizes. (laughs) Xian begins lecturing that, I thought you turned the house into a medical practice. What the hell is this? And Jin points out, Nanotech and meds cure basically everything, so being a doctor just means getting paid to talk to old people. If I'm going to get paid to chat, I want to sell things as well. So he turned the front room of the house into a bookstore. I'm on his side with this one. Same. Mm -hmm. Same. This doesn't thrill her either way, but in the meantime, Junior has two stacks of material he wants to buy, which, as I said, would probably set Jin up for life if he was not
0: talked out of it. It just completely covers his face. I love how Junior isn't the only one that's freakishly tall.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And Chaos is just like, uh You
0: can buy these later scene. (laughs) His new new, voice actor is very good at patronizing Junior, though, in a way his old voice actor would be unable to.
1: We then cut to the single appearance in this game of Dr. Sellers, an admitted Dr. Strangelove nod, uh, in the vein of Peter Sellers' paraplegic ex-Nazi, who is the galactic version of Revolver Ocelot, who is in every organization imaginable. His entire purpose in this game is to go... Uh, Margulis, I had someone nuke that base from last game because the Federation was snooping around, loose ends and all, and then he leaves. (laughs) This game does so many of these, and it's insane that nowhere in editing did they just go, maybe we should get rid of the guy with one scene or just not introduce them so poorly.
0: Margulis could just say that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Margulis then tells Pellegree, who walks in to replace Sellers, Hey, you get to lead the op to recover the Zohar when Albedo unleashes old Bilsha soon. But also, if you fuck this up, I'll murder you.
2: Yeah, I remember him being more respectful to Pellegrini. Really? in one than this. No, not it so much. was
1: It was basically okay. just like, you're my assistant, but she also hadn't
0: blown two ops at that point. Okay. Well, fair. Probably busy shopping, am I right? (laughs) No, that's the other lady you forgot wasn't
1: Pelligree already, or Gula.
3: Wait, there's another one? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The one we called out last time is she Uh was cut out of the DS game entirely. She's so useless. Yeah.
3: Oh, I... I thought you were talking about yeah. Pelligree at the time. No, Orgula is the one who
0: looks like a bootleg oh, yeah. of Pelligree. Yeah, they look like the same person. Sh- that's why you think yeah. they're the same person, because everyone in this <laughs> game looks like a horrifying monstrosity version of themselves. So why wouldn't that be Pellegree? Yeah.
3: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I, I remember seeing that name in the boss list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: That's the, that's the one you get uh, soft
3: locked on, by the way, buddy. Oh, fun. <laughs> Don't worry, my game's already hard-locking me, so... <laughs> Don't. So
1: then we cut back to Shion being an asshole over dinner. Uh, Jin asks quite reasonably, Hey, you're staying the night. You're at our place. I will shut up if you walk out to the graves with me and put down a flower. And she blows up and says... They're not even in those graves, and you know that because we were the only two standing that day, and we might not have been the only two standing that day if you showed up ten minutes sooner. And then she instantly realizes that calling out your brother for the death of your parents is probably not the best move. So she just goes, I'm sorry, and walks out of the room, leaving
0: Junior in chaos to be like, uh... (laughs) <laughs> I'm, but I'm so glad this note is here all right, so look <sighs> yeah
1: I can never <sighs> take this scene seriously because the camera is focusing on a framed American flag Jin has behind him <laughs> in half the scene. And so I ignore all of this and go, why does the king of Weaboos have this on display? He's a
0: YouTube sword guy. They all have, like, American flag <laughs> bandanas and aviators, and they're swinging katanas and they're chopping <laughs> milk in half. That's what Jin, that Jin has, is, that guy. Uh,
1: he literally has wall scrolls all over this building and walks around in a katana, and America hasn't existed for almost 4,000 years.
3: Well, Sybil, think of it this way. Think of it this way. There are subcultures in Japan that fetishize Americana. He's just going that next-level weeb. (laughs) He's weebception. Like, just think of it this way. I bet you when he's not wearing a kimono, he's probably wearing some real McCoys. You know what I mean? Oh Oh my (laughs) god, Jin
2: walking around in dockers and a bolo tie. (laughs) That would be fucking hilarious. And assless chaps. Um... Fucking! How many more books do you think that he had before he started slicing them in half on YouTube? Oh, man. So, oh, oh, I want to watch Jin on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, just once again, I, I, have, I have made a family dinner awkward by taking it too far, gotten embarrassed, and, and, and stumbled out. I am 100% Team Shion. Yes, I do have mental illnesses, uh, but, you know, it's important. That I that I that I'm on Team She on here.
1: I apparently ruined Christmas as a three-year-old by telling all the grandparents that did you know that if you wear a condom you won't get AIDS because I would just read pamphlets at the doctor's office? But that's still a whole different <sighs> oh degree God. than, hey, did you know Grampy murdered grandpa because she was out driving around with some stranger? That's
3: not that's the level of what just happened here.
2: Ah, uh, fair. Okay. Yeah, it's a little,
3: it's a little extreme in this case. Like, but the weird thing is that they keep bouncing between Shion's reactions being comedic and then being like horribly devastating.
1: And the clown penis music is playing over half of these scenes.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> farty and bad. It's
1: it is it is just.
3: When y'all were talking last
1: time about oh. All the ambient level music is terrible. Thank God we have the cinematic scenes. This is one of
0: the cinematic scores. Scro- <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. I love. This is just an assault on your senses in every way. This, all yeah. these scenes are a nightmare and I love them. <laughs> like I, I just know that they're
3: trying to be sincere. Like They're trying to play it straight, which is what doesn't work for me. <laughs>
0: Do you mm-hmm. think they knew their voice actor was shitty, so they reframed no, it? No,
3: no,
2: absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Even okay.
3: better.
2: The fucking. Also, I found out in some of my research that the that the person who plays Jin in the English dub is also the voice of Deckard Kane yeah. in all of the Diablos, <laughs> who is a great performance, who like iconic, and so it just makes Jin that much oh, worse to me. The studio okay. they
1: hired for this. You know, the first-time people with no experience, their directors are some of the worst that I've heard outside of Chaos Wars. That's the only PS2-era game that seems worse than this delivery to me. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's bad.
1: Please cut in some Chaos Wars. Maybe that scene with uh, Yuri from... Yeah. We already
2: did it. We already did it. We're not doing it again. Unless it becomes a thing that keeps getting repeated, and then Mm. it's...
0: Mm. We're not gonna have a bit that's more work. I'm tired of doing those. <laughs> or you're, you're not doing it this time. That's fair. I don't care. Go ahead. Put, <laughs> whatever. Put the whole fucking game in there. I don't care anymore. Seventeen <laughs> hour <laughs> podcast on second Hell motion yeah. break.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like two kilobytes per second. The first podcast to ever get DMCA'd. Oh, that's not true by it. That's any not true. Means. No, i not Mike TikTok no, got
0: taken down for using Kanye.
2: Yes. Oh, shit. Mike Ditka is how I found out about uh, Big Thief, who is now one of my favorite bands, and so I really appreciated them uh, using licensed music that they shouldn't have been using. Good news. Listen to A-Lab. They keep it up.
0: Hell yeah. That's how I found out about Scratch Card Lanyard. Yeah. Cut out the part where we talk nice about other podcasts. All
4: right.
0: Uh, Bonus content.
2: (laughs) uh, Junior Leeds. No! So at this... (laughs) Okay, Junior stays. <laughs> uh, at this point... Yeah, okay. <laughs> baby, come back. <laughs> uh, so, so at this point, uh, Junior is, like, tugging on his collar and being like, I really should go. Uh, but Chaos is like, hey, actually, can I spend the night? Uh, Jin says that's chill. Uh, and then says, oh, and Sheon would love for you to stay. <laughs> and... And and then Junior is an ass and just goes, yep, uh, you go do that. I approve. Bye. <laughs> and then that night when, after Xi'an is, is asleep, Jin and Chaos can finally connect and reminisce that the, they actually know each other. And they have a chat about philosophy, the history of man, and, oh, also, um, are you still hunting down Yutik and the puppet master behind the throne? And Jin is just kind of like, uh... But there are some things that I want to call out about this cutscene that are just so on the nose. Mm -hmm. First, the moth flying too close to the candle and Jin saying, perhaps we humans are like moths, aimless flitting in the waning waning candlelight, unaware of the fate that awaits us. I love that.
0: It sucks so bad, which is why I like it. (laughs) Well, Yeah. uh, Also, the the part that I like the
2: best
3: is the part where he goes like, man, just... uh, man discovers fire, and then from fire he discovers the blade.
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah. they say from fire we attained the power of yes, the that's, so <laughs> that's real.
3: That's direct in there. Uh, I'm gonna have to cut it in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's extremely
0: powerful. Uh, I love that. Well,
2: yeah. Of course he would fucking say that. Also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, Jin keeps calling Sheon a problem also. Oh no, that's that's just that's just rude. But he doesn't say it to her face, which is the one difference. Yeah, that's that's fair. And then he and then it does come a little bit from self-blame and like a fear that if he gets clo- if he tries to get close to her, then she'll cut him out entirely forever. So, so but like here, condescending to your little sister is not the way. Here to is
1: the to one thing that. I like about
2: this scene, because
1: this is Jin not performing for his sister, not keeping it together in front of family. It's talking with an old war buddy and going, hey, when it comes to relating to my sister, I'm Shinji Akari. I know I need to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm worried it's going to hurt, and I don't know how to bridge that gap. This is a better written version of what we're going to see with Yuli Mizrahi later in this update. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I also agree that when he starts talking about his... Insecurities and his
0: fears with his Relationship with Shion like that's the part that actually Yuli's problem me. is that she, probably the only part that Yuli's sorry. problem is that she doesn't just Say what is correct Because she is correct everyone Else is wrong about her Shit but she just doesn't mm-hmm. Say it
2: yeah I, I agree with you and ultimately I, I, I think that Jin Is a really Good character in this game he's He's a very yeah, well written character He's a good character but a bad person in this
0: ce- in these scenes.
2: Yeah, he's and but he's got reasons for being such a kind of conflicted person here. And so, I I get it. I'm just annoyed with him because all of a sudden like Shion is my avatar out of nowhere even though this version of the character kind of sucks. You should be nicer to Alan <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look.
3: Oh, no. Alan's going to get at least a little bit of notice from Senpai. Oh, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally real uh, before we leave this cutscene for good i just the other part that is great is you know chaos is basically a therapy elemental he just yeah. like hangs out and lets people resolve problems at him and Jin is like you know It's almost like you've been alive for hundreds of years. And Chaos is just like, no, I'm just real chilled out, you know? (laughs) Imagine if your therapist talked like Chaos did.
1: But uh, (laughs) he follows that up with another astoundingly bad line, which is, Junior sometimes says, God,
3: Chaos, you're just so slow. (laughs) What? (laughs) And they say it it like it's a joke But it doesn't read like a joke Like you could have (laughs) written that in a way that actually lands as funny Chaos Mm -hmm. sounds
1: permanently stoned or lobotomized in his read this whole game So yeah, it kills any sense of a joke they would make with this character Junior Mm -hmm. says that, God, Chaos, you're just so slow Uh After uh 5,000
0: years, your joints don't move (laughs) so great
3: In the morning, chaos gets ready to leave, and Sheon has changed into uh, the new outfit she's going to wear for the rest of the game. It's bad. which I th- I think it's an improvement over the uh, the old costume. I am also pro Xenosaga Two outfit. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I'm not so much into the uh, the stuff hanging from the elbows, but yeah, I know that's a style. But the fishnet under his sleeve is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris.
1: Chris, I'm gonna make you upset. I bought this. T- I bought this coat.
0: Mm. I bought the. Cl- I bought the
1: Macy's version of this coat. I like the
0: Xenosaga Z- three one is the best one for me. Oh, it is. Oh, but yeah, long- mm-hmm. this no is doubt. an upgrade
1: no over that terrible business jumpsuit.
0: I liked the yeah. terrible business jumpsuit. Oh, I hated it. It's terrible. <laughs> it was sci-fi
1: cool. Hillary Clinton shit. That's why it's so <laughs> yeah. funny yeah. because she has <laughs> just a sci-fi lib.
3: She's, she's got. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She was in a
0: latex pantsuit that came up to her knees. Look. She was just <laughs> chilling on second milsha with her hot sauce in her purse. It was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, she looks like she's wearing, like,
3: human clothes. Yeah. Like, actual yeah. human clothes, which is nice. Unfortunately, Alan
1: is going to wear the male version of that jumpsuit for the rest of the series. Hell yeah. I mean, that's really.
0: He's an employee. Sheon's basically not an employee. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that.
3: Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I remember what her new job is. Okay, cool. I did not know if you recalled that. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, she's going to go do her new job by checking up on Alan and Cosmos. Cass is going to meet the Foundation staff at the UMN control for um, Momo's checkup. <laughs> uh, before he arrives, though, uh, Julie Mizrahi shows up to meet the rest of the party in the lobby. And she uh, does a little bit of good parent, bad parent with Momo. Uh, in the sense of, like, at first she completely ignores her. Oh, And, like, Momo's like, oh, mommy, you're here. And she just walks straight by and doesn't acknowledge her. And then turns around as she's leaving and says, oh, yeah, after this is all done, you can live in the house with me. Okay,
0: okay. This cannot be good parent, bad parent shit. This is the best that she can do because her dick husband made the robot only respond to familial affection as much as she hates the robot because it's not her daughter.
1: Okay, but... Ziggy is trying to give her an easy way to do That's anything. That's later, here. Not no. In this it's scene. right. Yeah, it. It. He does do one because she's talking about thank you all for getting her here, and Ziggy goes. Mobo was instrumental to this. She, We
0: couldn't have done it without her. And that's when she gets cold-shouldered. That, that doesn't mean she has to like her. I don't have to treat some random person who did a lot for somebody, someone who I barely know, which is Ziggy and Yuli's relationship. I don't have to treat them like my child. That's weird. You could at least say, thanks, Momo, instead of
1: walking past her as she like goes to connect with you. Waiting to get a death glare from the immortal teenager, and then going, "Oh, also live with me," and walking out of the room. Disagree. I'm extremely
3: cold. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, but then you would have stayed cold. You wouldn't do the turnaround of, "Oh, yeah,
0: uh, now you can live with me." No, that's utilitarian. That's purely utilitarian because you have to. She has to make it work. Yeah, yeah. She has that work. This is yeah, textbook
3: emotional abuse. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I. You could have done that in a better way.
0: I'm saying that it presents that way, but that's not necessarily what it is here.
2: Well, I think it's. Uh, it, it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump in on both sides the situation. Oh boy! And I am. We've got another Matt. Sorry at all. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I well, listen. I am not at both sides or most days. Um, I am a, I am a, make an argument and then capitulate to the next person's counter argument person most days. But anyway,
1: tell my partner I said (laughs) hello, Ryan Beatty
2: 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Word up. So, like, yes, it is emotional abuse uh, of, uh, of Momo here. Also, it is Yuli doing the best she can because, like, Momo is a, like walking trauma trigger for Mm -hmm. for Yuli and there's like ah, it's a it's a extremely fucked up situation I do think that Yuli is uh, Yuli could be behaving a lot better but I totally understand where where her response is coming from the big sin is that Momo is a child and Mm -hmm. Yuli is an adult right like that's that is where the ultimate line has to get drawn. Not
0: really. That's the thing about it. She doesn't have to be. She is the real problem. The real villain is her husband, and not Yulhi. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. I fair. mean, oh, I, I think yes. we're all in agreement on that.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, what a, is it? Is it emotional abuse, or is Yuli? it like artificial emotional abuse? Oh, oh, Matt, Matt in here with the realians are people. Get him. Get his ass. <laughs> Blue well, they they, they specifically call out that, like, oh yeah, we're shutting off your artificial uh, personality, we'll, and it's we'll yeah, like, get to that. Ooh. That should, be, that should will, be treated as extreme violence. We will it get is, to that. Yeah. It we, is get to that. Like, we can't.
1: We can't jump ahead. Yeah. I know. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. We are going to have a fight about that in a minute.
0: Whew. Are we?
1: I guarantee it. I already know. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to the next room where junior corners yuli about this and she goes well she needs emotional connection for optimal performance so sometimes i pretend i can stand her and we get the absolutely insane reveal that junior made a promise to sakura mizrahi on her deathbed that he would care for (laughs) her mother and sister
0: what is this (laughs) bullshit
1: no, no, no. Yeah. Then he tells Yuli Mizrahi to smile more, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and yes. then he
1: says, "I'm gonna treat Momo like a real girl." What about
0: you? And walks <gasps> out with chaos. I oh, don't treat Momo like uh, a real doll. Ooh, well, he, fuck they, off. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they. This is, this is where
3: Ziggy walks in, right? Or like somebody or Chaos walks in during that. No,
1: because Ziggy's Ziggy's getting maintenance done. She
3: goes oh, right, to meet right, right. him. Yeah, Ziggy's at the end of right. this episode. Yeah, like, there's an interruption in the middle of this conversation when it gets really awkward.
1: Yeah, it's chaos coming in, and that's when Junior leaves with him.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but fucking, like, yeah, where the fuck was any of this between Junior and Momo in episode one? It comes out of
3: nowhere. It's because they made it up. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, it came they, later They they decided, the new team decided to make this game The Junior Show And at just out of nowhere And this is where it starts to kind of reveal itself Is Is in this zone
0: I mean, it was gonna be the Junior Show No matter what, right? Because of where you're going And what's gonna go down But you don't need this Well, mm. they said The events of this game meant they had to rewrite
1: The Hell Out of Three And also This next scene brings up a thing where, you know, we cut out all of Ziggy's backstory that was supposed to be in this game and put it in another game. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. I I really thought, by the way, uh, because you can go visit Ziggy as Xion, or maybe as Chaos, uh, before these cutscenes trigger, and he's just like uh, completely catatonic in this kind of, like, rest and recharge machine. Uh, and mm-hmm. I yeah. I really thought that he was like, I don't want to be around for them digging into Momo's brain, so I'm just going to shut myself down for the whole thing. Uh, and I was like, respect, Ziggy. And then he turns out, you know, he gets woken up. And I was disappointed. I was sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I was also sleepy. Uh, but these two lovable losers
1: go find Ziggy after he gets maintenance done by Yuli Mizrahi. Which you know, <laughs> they both do a bit of emotional revelation to one another because apparently, as two of the only adults in this universe, they can speak to one another cleanly.
0: He That's goes over scene.
1: this is a good scene. It, I just didn't want to take down every line, which is why I yada yada it. I'm sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. We revisit his side of things, which is, I had a son once, he died, so I blew my brains out, and she says. When my daughter died, I didn't feel sad. I just felt like my husband was the biggest piece of shit in the galaxy.
0: Which he is. And he, Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah.
1: he is. As much as I said she was emotionally abusive a minute ago, do not
0: take that as, I am pro-Yoakim Mizrahi. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Love to visit, like, genocide upon the universe so I can have a robot that looks like my dead daughter. (sighs) And plenty of them that look less like her. It's yeah. it's so wild to me that those are supposed to look like her.
3: It's really hard to tell if she if they do. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I I do hate this bit from Ziggy, and I don't know if it's the line read or the localization or what, but he just goes. Uh-huh. How about you try acting like you have two daughters, one who died and one who didn't, instead of seeing Momo as a weird clone? I This
0: does I, nothing. I like that. Mm, mm. Because I, I'm, you have, what you have uh, is you have an emotionally dumb robot man trying to help somebody with their extremely complicated problem when they're also your boss. Okay, but Ziggy is Geralt from The Witcher.
1: Correct. He's pretending to be emotionally dumb but he's still in a lot of pain and very clearly remembers being human which is why
0: he wants to turn that off right i get it yeah but it's
2: like he's just not very expressive right the the thing that bugs me the most about this scene honestly is that it works like it, it, it lands <laughs> it lands awkwardly in this moment which could have been an intentional and successful thing but it's the advice that she takes actually and it doesn't feel like it, it's powerful enough to really do the trick oh yeah she should have said it happens no. real
0: fast the scene is good but yeah. she should have said no to be true to her character and it doesn't right.
1: address, address her other gripe which is every time I see the millions of hundred series realians built in my daughter's image, it leaves me feeling sick.
3: Right. I mean, oh, the thing right. is, wouldn't she have the authority? No. I don't know. No, she's, she's the on design. design is... okay, can we can we change the
0: design slightly? <laughs> like, do a little something different. Sorry, her father had the likeness rights to her daughter. Unfortunately, ooh, <laughs> ooh. don't like that. <laughs> Speaking
1: <laughs> of being
2: very shadow run. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. What's fucked is that. Yeah, I could see that in this universe with all of the weird, like life recycling act and 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 other kinds of laws like that. Totally, I could see likeness. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I agree that
3: it's a pretty good scene. It's just the I don't know the framing and the phrasing of it just really falls flat for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like. Oh, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> it seems like like the first thing somebody would have told her to do with her uh daughter alike mhm but i don't know i i kind of like what they did with um yuli in this little stretch like it's a little micro story for this like yeah. episode and i think it works it's a little you know rushed
1: i think it needed a second pass there's something
2: here i'll give it, yeah, th- it totally yeah, and but once again, voice direction is the failing of Xenosaga 2. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, it's not the failing. Oh, well, it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fa- yes. Simply, you're right. There are
0: <laughs> myriad. That's the one I can look past. I played a lot of mm-hmm. games with worse voice acting than this game. Fair. Fair.
1: Anyhow, we then go into the bit we mentioned earlier, which is where we start working on Momo. And someone decides to tell her, we're going to shut down your artificial personality layer during this analysis, and abstract cognitive functions will temporarily cease to function. I, I just hate, your functions will
0: stop functioning. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they're computer functions. And they stop functioning as in working. And so the last thought Momo has
1: consciously before they yank the cord on her brain is, my emotions are an optional function?
0: And then...
2: Bzz, oh my god and poor ziggy wants to be like no you're real you're valid and and, and then and
0: then momo's can't. brain be like if available threads dot any feel feel <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Okay, uh the scan begins, there's a lot of techno babble, and Momo somehow comes back online enough to say, stop, except nobody understands that words. So they also fail to hear her say that it's a trap until every realion in the building collapses and all of the monitors just do like the fucking the classic Ava shit where they just all scream warning over and over again with sirens. Mm-hmm. At first, Dr. Mizrahi thinks her husband did this, but it turns out uh, when Albedo told us he laid a trap eight hours ago, he did that and you just forgot because this <laughs> game came out two years later. Ziggy <laughs> stops Yuli from deleting Momo's brain to protect the Y data, but then Mobo tries to do it anyway to keep, the, uh, the, <sighs> to keep it from leaking out. Albedo pops up on a screen and just fucking laughs his ass off because he didn't care if this succeeded since he already has the data, and this is funny to him. It is. (laughs) Yuli keeps trying to keep Momo's heart pumping until someone can get life support in, and Ziggy sees a flashback to some dick in a black hood and a lot of blood. This, again, this this is
1: where we had what would have been Presumably some of his story, but they cut this whole thing out for Pied Piper. What is this supposed to be? Uh, short version, Ziggy as Jan Sauer was a cop who had history with the man who became the Black Testament who killed his kid.
0: Oh no, Ziggy's a cop. Mm. Boo.
1: Ziggy's a cop. The Black Testament murdered his family. And when Ziggy tried to take this guy down and failed, that's when he blew his brains out. Pied Piper is the entire story of Jan Sauer's life and failure. Damn. Maybe I'll watch that later. It's pretty good. People have done transcripts, and I think there was a plan to do an audio drama.
2: Yeah. So we did uh we did gloss over where we were gonna have the big fight. Is there a fight? Is there <laughs> a
0: fight to have?
2: I don't know. It's yeah, basically, um, like Mary, Shelley, uh, they're both horrified that uh, they are shutting down someone's personality and also making them disbelieve that they are a real person. They're horrified because it is, uh, you know, a crime against humanity, some might say. Well, what they're doing
0: is they're c- because the robot is not the person, the body is mm-hmm. not the person, right? The thing that they turned off is the person. Yep.
3: But the thing is yeah. I am curious is this what normally happens when Reallians get like whatever tune-ups that they, it's that they do? It's not. We
1: saw in the last game that they were chatting with Shion while she was fixing them up on the Wiglinde.
3: Yeah, Mom- Momo is unusual in this regard. Mhm. Okay, yeah. So that right. that yeah, that definitely makes it way worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is worse cuz yeah. this is the only time she's ever had maintenance like this done because she's self-repairing mm-hmm. and Yeah. So they tell her, "All right, we're going to turn your everything off now using the words artificial in there
2: a lot." <laughs> and and it's fucking weird because it well it it stands out because no other like artificially created human in the game has this uh has this going on. And also No one else is a Cartesian dualist in the game. No one else has that mind-body separation really much at all. Like, you know, Ziggy has a mechanical body, but it it is still his body. It's just been ship of Theseus.
0: The, The people that tell her this also are actually just basically robots, right? They're like the Kirschwasher style ones, the one that Junior has on his bridge. They're not like people people in the same way that Momo is. They all have the same fake per personality. Yeah.
1: Other realions are telling her this.
0: Yeah. They ha they have like the copy paste right. personality where they're all the same out of the factory, unlike Momo, who has actual personhood, which is why it's like extra fucked up to have the robot tell you, Oh, you're also fake. Right. <sighs> yeah, it's not <laughs> is this not good. <laughs> okay, you're right. This wasn't a fight. It was just a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I told you there's not there's imagine being oh no this is good actually <laughs> <laughs> look I can only play the villain so much mm. that mm, was when you said play carry on <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck off cut to Sheon
1: and Allen, where in her trademark fashion she just goes oh no poor Momo and that's all she says for the rest <laughs> of scene. <this. laughs> say the, say the Such line right undersell Poor Alan. <laughs> uh, Helmer requests the assistance of Vector's Third Division reality specialists on this, and Sheon says she'll make it happen for her friend's sake. The instant the call is over, she then tells Alan, okay, tell Third Divisions to send their gear over, and I'm just going to go do this shit myself. <laughs> I took my middle name from this fucking idiot, and she's never reflected my everyday life more than I'm going to tell a room full of scientists to shove it and get the job done while they jack each other off.
2: uh i was i was so relieved to see uh fucking bossy and bullheaded shion come back like because they've really done a lot to alter the way her character kind of feels in this game and it feels really uncanny and alien and so when she's just like no i'm just gonna it says third division i'm just gonna fucking do it whatever uh yeah it feels the same to me Right? Like, they write her the
0: same way, it just comes off so different because of the voice actor. She hasn't had a
2: self-righteous lecture moment yet That's what in the whole thing two. with Jin at the restaurant was. No, that Not was in her indignantly acting out her emotions. Mm. She wasn't lording it over here's, anybody.
1: Here's the difference, Chris. In her work life for this game, she's basically been told by Vector shove it you're not the boss now you're not in deep space and she's had to grudgingly give up cosmos this is her way of
2: going oh yeah two fingers walking out of the room yeah it was it 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 i don't know it, it might not have hit for you chris but like this what felt like old Sheon coming back and i was like hell yeah this is absolutely
0: my boss didn't tell me not to do this energy mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you mean like the other day where I deliberately restarted Prod just to prove a point about how we needed uh, redundancy? Yep. (laughs) So I
3: I love that Shion has her, like, boss bitch moment, and then we can just fuck off for a while doing side quests. Yeah. Because that's what I did.
1: Yeah, that's actually why this is where I put those in the notes. Awesome.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, because there's like two that unlock after the residence. Like, this stuff happens with Momo, Mm -hmm. but the majority of the ones you can do are unlocked after Moby Dick, which is weird. It's just weird that they, like, separated them out that way.
0: Because it's very easy to miss these for a while. Mm -hmm. This is some Trails-ass shit right here, except instead of this, it's every NPC in the world has a new line of dialogue. I know, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Classic Ryan. Well, no, that's good actually. Yeah. Follow the story well, of the it, random
2: broad who <laughs> decides to sell you fishing equipment over four games. Right. You no, know, this is the thing, is that it fucking works in the trails series because it makes it feel like a <laughs> real lived-in world, which fucking rules for a JRPG because that's what you want. Uh this isn't this is this is not some Ryan Beatty Sicko mode shit. It's like <laughs> Trails in the Sky is good, actually. The world that they built fucking sucks to exist in, but, uh, like, you know, just politically speaking. Yeah, I'm in but, the middle of the uh, Civil War right now. It's great. Awesome. I knew how much was hidden behind that
0: well when <laughs> someone else started talking. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, I laughed in the middle of you talking. I was reading the post that Sybil put from SoftBans and be like, oh my god, I can't believe they brought back Glupforth the shit in. <laughs> It's very good. Carry on with these side quests
1: yeah are there any side quests people want to call out or discuss
2: yeah so the two that i actually enjoyed were the uh power plant and water treatment plant side quests because it wasn't just fetching Mm -hmm. um one of them in one of them uh, you in order to prevent a total meltdown of the power grid you have to navigate an obstacle course of conveyor belts and uh electric beams to basically shut off the main power it's a very inefficiently designed power plant but um and it's it's timed and there is one spot where if you the collision detection is bad and if you get just a little mm-hmm. bit too close to one of the purple beams oh yeah it'll Bump you all the way back down to the beginning, but if you are careful with that one bit, then the rest is kind of a cakewalk, uh, and you get to uh, explode so many boxes at the end, which is extremely satisfying. So I liked that one, and then I also did like uh, the like explosive Sokoban one, where uh, you are these—they're supposed to be self-destructing, self-like. cleaner bots but they've malfunctioned and so you have to go to different sections and hit a button that shows you which ones need to be destroyed and then go and destroy those ones and it plays a little bit with perspective and it's a little bit of a maze and it it takes a little it 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 takes probably a little too long than it should but i just appreciated that it was somewhere between puzzle and task instead of just being a delivery thing
3: yeah, the the waterway one, you just really have to get a sense of what is the angle of the cameras that you're using to get a perspective on what is, you know, the ones you need to kind of destroy, ones you can't.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: the problem is that they're not necessarily close to the access way where you get to those spots. So you, th- right. there's a lot of like trying to keep things in your in your memory. Unless, like, I guess if you're using an emulator, you
2: could screenshot all of them and just
3: have them up on another screen. <laughs> And make it yeah. super easy for yourself but uh or
2: like take a picture with your camera
3: yeah something like that but yeah i really really hated the power one because i got caught by that beam like three fucking times
4: <laughs> and the worst
3: part about that particular one is that you can't just hit a button to reset it like auto fail and then try it again you have to wait till the timer runs out <laughs> And so at a certain point, like, if you got hit by that beam twice, and yeah, that hitbox is huge, and you can't really tell where the edges are. Mm -hmm. If you get hit by that twice, you're out of time, but you you still have, like, a minute and a half left. So you have to just sit there for a minute and a half and let the the puzzle reset itself. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't remember. Maybe it's because it's been so long since I played it, but uh, King, the, uh, was it the gang leader?
1: Yeah, Uh the greaser.
3: Yeah, yeah. King is back and you get to Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh and, and you get to uh save his cat whom he thinks is pregnant but is not. But it, it's there's a lot of fun flavor in it although it's kind of some of it's a little eh but like the problem with that is you have to go all the I way think... out to um to like the uh was it the foundation find him and go all the way back to the city in second Miltia, and second Milsha, and then go all the way back again so it just takes i can't believe time.
0: king isn't a paragon of wokeness <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: but i, I love um, i love
3: blowing up the hot rod with the guy sitting underneath it <laughs> yeah. and he's just like well i guess i have nothing to work on anymore
2: um does anyone want to take the extremely negative shout out to the to the card suit delivery oh i was going to that fucking sucks All right, Sybil, yeah, go for it. Good Samaritan Quest number
1: two is one of the first Mm -hmm. ones in the game that is permanently failable and pulls a dick move in that you are given four letters to deliver, which are card suit themed. You know, heart, spade, club, diamond. You have two targets for each in the world, not all of which are clear which is the correct one. And if you don't realize there are multiple targets for this quest, thinking this is a standard JRPG side quest, and you just have to go find the person who responds, you're going to fail this. You're going to mm-hmm. lock yourself out yep. of Secret Key 2 for the entire game, and you're going to lock down uh, whole chunks of the Good Samaritan quest forever if you save. Is
0: yeah. there just a game fact specifically about this that I can print out? Probably. I'm sure there is. Since I don't have a smartphone. Yeah. There's a
1: very two thousands guide someone wrote up on the Xenosaga wiki where they throw mm-hmm. around words that I would not about some of these characters. Ooh. Okay. Oh
2: god, yeah, I, I some of that I came across and I was like,
1: I used that one to double check my notes on a couple things <laughs> and was like, ooh, okay, okay, yeah, it's it's gross beware but also you know but also it's thank you for your service incredibly handy yeah it's incredibly handily written and lays out the 27 trivia questions in a row you have to get to not permanently
2: fail something thank yeah. you for your service comma prick yeah <laughs> yes. exactly um fucking i love that some of the like also so you get swimsuit outfits uh for a couple of these side quests yep. and it just highlights how funny it is that everyone's swimsuit is named for the character except ziggy who is it's who's is called the geriatric swimsuit love that. yeah
3: mm-hmm. and the, the the fucked up part is that it's actually like a pretty decent accessory at this time <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like plus like 10 to 15 percent damage or something yeah and then something else unlike
1: certain games where costumes would just be a cosmetic slot or a toggle in this game these
0: swimsuits are all equipable items. And they were the they best items boost. in Xenosaga 1. They had like fucking, like, what was it? Like, speed up by like a huge amount.
1: Mm hmm. Some of them are worth keeping on, but you get so many of them so early that you'll probably find better gear
3: if you're stealing.
0: Mm hmm. Like a hobo.
3: Yeah. 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 So, like, <laughs> I'm. I'm definitely that, that sicko who goes like I don't I don't want to put the girls in a bikini. But then I see the stats and I go, I have to put the girls in the bikini, don't I? Oh and I do So it anyway. put a pod. I just read it for the articles. Read it for the articles. Yeah, like I still um, feel I still feel guilty every time that happens in a persona because I know it is gonna happen uh, in a persona. You should play the Caligula effect, like I'm doing. Oh, they're bad games, man. Oh, why are you doing that? That can't be that can't be good. It's called. It's got Caligula in the name. It can't be good. Oh, the
1: Caligula effect is a game by the uh, guy who wrote Persona Two, and it's kind of a like sideways shit talking of what the Persona series became after he left. Yeah, it became trash. It
0: was did not start well, very good.
1: The plot of the game is everyone in this world. Which is virtual, is trapped in an unending high school that they cannot leave because it would mean they have to confront adult issues and trauma. So they just stay in this simulation, eternally graduating (laughs) over and over.
0: Oh, so it's it's a revolutionary girl, Lutina. It's a powerful own on Persona. Holy shit. (laughs) It it
1: is. Yeah. And he
0: wrote this before five. This was around four, this was being developed. (laughs) They're like, we'll show you. We can have adult trauma in high school.
1: That's that's very much what happens in that game, and
0: for what it's worth,
1: this apparently did well enough that a sequel is coming to the Switch in this coming year. None of us saw that coming.
2: It it was on sale recently, I think. I
1: bought the Deluxe Edition, and I'm playing through it now, and it's very interesting. Can we finish
0: our podcast? I have to go remove a cabinet. Yes.
2: Yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, So the one one final one that I want to call out is there's um, like a legendary thief that's apparently in town and someone is like, oh my God, (laughs) she's so hot. She's so fucking hot. I really want to see this legendary thief. And the thing that she stole was some like the young girl's teddy bear. And her fashion is extremely weird. She's got, like, full body tats, which is cool. Uh, but then also, her pants have one leg and one extremely hot pants, short, short leg, and then a sheer stocking thigh high. It's a weird-ass fashion choice.
0: <laughs>
3: that rules. It's Tidus. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's about to say, it's uh, it's an extreme Tidus. Yeah. Yeah. But extreme Tidus? Hot, <laughs> Fujiko Tidus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um eventually take Xion to UMN control and watch some cutscenes. Oh no,
0: this is the part where I forgot to continue playing. It's okay. This it, is just fine.
1: a bunch of cutscenes, and then immediately save when you get the option before the dungeon starts.
0: Okay. Which is why yeah. I told
1: you when ghost kids start running well, around, look, save and abort.
0: I didn't do any side quests, so I wasn't sure if the ghost kids were like that, but it seemed like we were about to do the Encephalon dive, so that's why I turned it off. No, they do a fake out where it's like, we're starting the dive, and then it
1: goes, you're in a house and nothing has happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, it goes on for a little while. That's why I wanted to get that out before the longest dungeon in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Parliament, the Space Pope is defending the decision to move the immigrant fleet into Second Milshian airspace or space space. As we get, <laughs> uh, you know, as he goes, we got a hunch Milch is gonna be here in like a week, and we'd prefer the Milshian government doesn't steal the Zohar, a thing our Nauta has protected for ages. A lot of lies are told in this room, and Helmer does his government no favors by not being in this Zoom call because he walked into Jin's home bookstore to catch up. Short version of this scene. Hey, Jin, want to finish your mission and decode the data you stuck in Canaan 14 years ago? Okay, but you realize the only way to do that is to return to Milsha somehow, right? Yeah, I got good news. (laughs) Shion and Alan arrive to set up for the Momo repair mission, the entire thing is going to be connected to the U.M.N. as an encephalon dive. This sounds familiar. And for gameplay conveniences, Cosmos is going to psychically Skype in to be a member of the party.
2: Ugh. Yeah, I was so mad. that I was like, okay, so she's being taken uh, like offline for repairs, but we can magically transport her consciousness into the dive with us. And now I got to look at her stupid hair. This
0: is going to get <laughs> even stupider next week. Oh yeah. When, when oh wait, yes. should I should I mention it? No, let's not. Okay. Don't ruin. I want to be indignant. Don't ruin this for me. Oh, it will happen. <laughs> As they
1: start setting up, Ziggy decides to ask, "What's an Udu?" And
2: Junior has a flashback. <laughs> wait, look, I relate yeah, yeah. to
0: that.
2: <laughs> I, I I wrote in my notes. Uh, Ziggy's finally asking Chris's question.
1: Short version. Udu is a cosmic consciousness not made by human hands. All of the URTVs were designed by Dmitry Yuriev, space Russian, to be the anti waveform to Udu's um, waveform. Mm-hmm. 14 years ago, in the middle of the Milshan conflict, a flashback tells us, all of these designer tots lined up and lifted their brooms in a circle to contain Udu, and then Junior saw visions of a giant robot busting out of a planet, so his reaction was to figure out wait, if we, the anti-Udu, touch Udu, we'll all die. And then mm-hmm. he breaks the circle, condemning every single URTV to death save himself. gainan Albedo, who goes irreparably mad in this cutscene when Udu touches him. And some lady we don't see here unless you're playing the DS port because they added. Don't peek! we already talked about it. Yeah, well, we don't see her in the PS2 version, that's what I'm saying. In this scene, in the DS, they go, and Citrine
0: was there junior oh i was made to negate this thing i can't believe i will also be negated in the process
2: well, <laughs> i mean that's the thing right is that while that's silly also uh their dad and the like federation that directed them both flat out lied to them and said oh no you'll just absorb Udu and it'll be fine this is
0: the future liberals want
2: and you know it also could be that junior would have been fine with like them dying at, so long as uh, a giant robot didn't explode a planet also because that seems like the thing that made him break the chain the, more the thing than... that gets
1: me is this scene makes no sense and i don't know if it's translation or what but he sees a vision of spoilers omega system bursting out of a planet what 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 is that did i forget about this main plot no, that you don't know the name yet. This is just me talking about it instead of just being generic.
0: No, I mean, is this the, supposed to be at Zeto Saga 3? Should I remember this? It's the end yes. of this okay. Game. okay. That's the only reason
1: I'll be so glib about it. Yeah, the, the Omega system bursts out of a planet. Seeing the robot burst out of a planet makes him go, wait a minute, Udu plus anti-Udu kills us both. And then he stops. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. that he says follows from the vision he
2: saw. And, like, I've really thought in a lot of this, uh, in a lot of episode one that, and some of episode two, that Junior's whole, like, I'm a coward, I'm such a coward, was, like, very selfish and self-absorbed and, like, very much uh, ignored a lot of the actions of those around him just so he could feel bad all the time. But, like, okay, it's justified. He did doom all of his brothers uh, immediately. And, yeah, it Like, the alternative would have sucked, too. And the human race. Right, and the human race. Like, I I get it. He got 665 children killed. Right. And so him harping on how much of a coward he is retroactively is a little bit forgiven. And then we
1: begin the dive. Um, We are briefly inside Momo's head, where she is just mute sitting on a porch— but if you want to use her in combat shortly, this is how they'll justify that. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy.
0: (laughs) That that, that was the thing I was talking about. Like, that's not good. Again? This is the second time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, they did it again. It's even funnier because in cutscenes, she's just going to be like standing there, but nobody's going to comment through all this next dungeon. The party appears in a replica of Sakura Mizrahi's house, and we see flashbacks to Albedo, Rubido, and Negredo, all communicating with her because they're psychics and she's mute from too much internet. Relatable. Yuli Mizrahi (laughs) takes an interest in Baby Junior and at this point, immediately leave for the real world again and save so you don't get wrapped up in the worst dungeon in the franchise.
3: (gasps) Wait, you can can leave the dive at this point?
1: Yes, before you go into the dungeon itself, you can leave, which is why I said... When the ghost kids run around, save.
0: Wait, are the ghost kids the ghost kids from Xenosaga 1? Do no, those ghost no. kids ever come back? They're, uh,
1: they're the ghosts of Albedo, Rubido, and Negrito.
0: Right. Why are they ghosts? They're still... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I it's, it's, no, right. it's flashback they're, they're ghosts. They're memories.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. flashback ghosts. Okay. To not spoil things in our notes, I wrote, when ghost kids, the transparent little scamps running around, show up, save your
2: game. In Sakura's room, do you remember the weird, angry back face of the UMN rabbit? Yep. Oh, yeah. You can, you can, oh, uh, yeah. Kick that no. rabbit. Yeah, you can kick that rabbit and turn him into that face if you want. Because uh, she has a big, giant, stuffed UMN rabbit in there.
0: I forgot you, about that. And so you brought that up. Yeah. It's back.
2: You, it, it yeah. Back. Uh, Dollar store Majora. It's mm. gross. Would you like to eat a carrot? <laughs> Hey.
0: Closing thoughts on the second Milsha portion of the Xenosaga episode two. I'm good. Yeah, I feel like I said it all. Yeah, it's surprisingly, you could spend a lot of time here. <laughs> now I have to go spend all that time here.
1: I'm just preemptively exhausted because I've started the notes prep for next week because I will drag my ass on this one so much. I hate it.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I remember it being pretty brutal. So, blogs? No. Do we have anything to share with the listeners?
1: I have a website at hellscaper.com.
0: Why did I say no? <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> it's because it's your reflex, Chris. <laughs> it,
2: it, it's not a bit when I say I reflexively say no. Yeah. Oh, you can you can find me on SoundCloud at Catastrophizer or a band that I was in and am in on Bandcamp at com.
3: You could also listen to us on Boku no Stop. Uh, There are two versions. There's the free version where we are covering Monster and the premium version for patrons only where we are covering G Gundam. The plot of Monster is what if Nazis were bad?
0: For now. (laughs) Wait, wait, bad for now? (laughs) The what if, I thought the what if was going to be the only part of
3: the joke. Uh. Look, like, we've already done the the bit with uh, Stroheim, so I don't think we were going to get like weirdly honorable Nazis again. I hope more like Noheim. Got him. Uh-huh. I still
1: can't believe I told myself in recording,
3: "Hey, splice in
1: blue
0: velvet audio." Wow, what's the matter with you? Uh. I did it. You can listen to Lightning Strikes Thrice Extreme by visiting our Patreon at PitchDrop.Cash and kicking in as little as a buck a month. If you kick in $5, you can hear us talk about G Gundam also. Uh, Lightning Strikes Thrice Extreme is this podcast, but about Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO. The plot started last episode and will be over next episode. <laughs> That's all until next time, when we'll be talking about the Encephalon Dive Dungeon. Peace out, fuckers. But
1: yeah, Bye. Farewell.
4: began its existence as a simple flock of hunters and gatherers eventually we learned to control fire and from fire we obtained the power of the blade